Welcome to the Bellevue Ministerial Assistant Leadership Podcast. My name is Jamie Otto, and this is Jason Pyron. Hello, everybody. And we both serve here on the team with our ministerial assistants at Bellevue as a part of our church's internship program designed to raise up and send out prepared ministry leaders. And today we are finishing up a conversation we've been having with Drew Tucker, our associate pastor, and he's shared with us just a lot of wisdom that he's gained over the years, and it's been great to hear from him on this. We're once again joined by one of our MAs, Jacqueline West. Hello. <laughs> and uh, so we're going to continue on with the conversation. So just a couple of weeks ago, for everybody that's been listening, we talked with Drew about those early years of ministry, and then last week we talked about those middle years. And so now as we look to it, Drew is still so in the game. If you know Drew, you know he is in this, still as passionate about it as when I first met him almost 12 years ago. So Drew, as you kind of look towards this fourth quarter, as you put it, when you were speaking to the MAs, and maybe overtime, I think is what you said. (laughs) But as you look at that, just for you, what do these last years look like for you? What are you wanting to put a focus on? And what's really exciting to you about all of it? Well, yeah, I'm 64. I've got more in the rear view mirror (laughs) than I do in the front windshield. And I understand that. I think By the time you get to the fourth quarter, you ought to have a better understanding of who you are or the thread, I call it the thread that God has built in your life. And there's a reason for that is so that your last years, you have the opportunity really are the most fruitful years Mm. of your ministry, or they should be, because Mm. you've worked through a lot of the conflicts, Mm. you've been through, you've had a lot of experience, God has done several things, you know, it's it's a building process. Mm. And... I've always looked that, you know, God's not going to waste anything in your life. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we think, but no, God's at work, whether it's a disappointment or a challenge or, you know, one of the biggest things in my life that shaped me was, and this is kind of difficult for me to talk is, yeah, but (laughs) is when one of my children messed up Mm -hmm. and uh, it it was deep hurt. I never Mm -hmm. hurt like that. I was, some of that was my own problems, but... You know, one of my kids made a bad decision, and it was embarrassing, and the whole thing. I felt guilty about it. I thought I had done something wrong. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people mess up. Mm-hmm. But it was out of that hurt and out of that pain that God shaped something in me that would not be there today mm-hmm. if I would have not gone through that conflict. So mm-hmm. you get to that fourth quarter, and you go, all right, Lord, I want to be a good steward mm-hmm. of all that you've done in my life. You know, my kids are on their own journey. We're empty nest. You just like to be a good steward with all that God has done. Mm-hmm. So I started praying and that God would give me an opportunity to multiply all that he had done in my life in those efforts. And so to me, the fourth quarter is the exciting part. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I have enjoyed, I have a little bit more time to mm-hmm. invest in it. So mm-hmm. When we came to Bellevue, it was part of our fourth quarter move. Mm -hmm. Uh, It really was when I saw the opportunity to come here and do what uh, Brother Steve had asked me to do, I really could not say no because I didn't know of a greater opportunity that God might give me Mm -hmm. at a place to make a difference in the building blocks that he had put in place Mm -hmm. in all my life. And it wasn't that I was attracted to Memphis, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) but... The ministry and the opportunity, I felt like this Mm -hmm. was a chance for me to blossom or a chance to lead in a different way Mm -hmm. and use all that God had done 
to multiply. So, you know, I, yeah, I'm very excited about what we're doing. Mm. You know, some of the things that we have been working on for several years, you start to see bear fruit mm-hmm. in, in some of our MA ministry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember when there wasn't much to it, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it, it was a desire, a heartbeat, and mm-hmm. you guys have done a great job mm-hmm. of setting the foundation. And anybody that comes into this ministry now mm-hmm. is going to be challenged, they're going to have a they're going to have a great experience. They're going to yeah. be around some people that love the Lord, mm-hmm. and I think it puts a good taste in their mouth for mm-hmm. ministry and say, mm-hmm. "Hey, you know, I can have a vision for my life." Mm-hmm. And when you get to the fourth quarter, it's really good to be able to look back and say, "Yeah, you know, I messed up some, but you know, I've been on the journey. Mm-hmm. I've been faithful. I've been trying to do this." And now, the biggest blessing for me when I get to this point, is not the stuff I've done in ministry. Hmm. It's really not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've done so much uh, events and seen people, you know, but the biggest blessing for a, a person like me is just see my kids flourish, mm-hmm. you know, wow. my grandkids, and to know that I can go home tonight. Mm-hmm. And I've been married to this woman for 40 years. Mm-hmm. She still loves me. Mm-hmm. She still prays for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll walk in tonight to a peace Mm -hmm. and rest and I can go home and do that and it's really the fruit of all the things that you do back in here in the first Mm -hmm. and second Mm -hmm. and third quarters and Mm -hmm. so the fourth quarter can be real exciting Mm -hmm. it really can it can be really good but you know what I've just have turned into a new season in my life where this past fall I had I struggled Mm -hmm. a little bit Mm -hmm. got to the end of myself and you know what I turned the page I've kind of re-energize myself. Mm-hmm. I've made some changes. I've decided, you know what? I'm going to be a little bit more aggressive about my growth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I have three mentors now. I have four guys that I call peers that are around me, and I've let them mm-hmm. in on my life, some of my struggles. But, you know, I've got on a growth pattern mm-hmm. of being a little bit more aggressive about... Mm-hmm. I've gone back and I'm redoing some things just because I think it's time. You know, that it says uh, one of the things I learned, every seven to ten years, you have to redo your spiritual life. Mm-hmm. I think that's great wisdom because we get in patterns and ruts. And every seven mm-hmm. to ten years, mm-hmm. you got to change something up. And so mm-hmm. I think that's probably good wisdom. Mm-hmm. And for me, I've just gone through a season uh, where I've made some changes mm-hmm. in my spiritual walk and mm-hmm. my growth pattern and mm-hmm. just... I've exposed myself to some different people Mm. that I normally have not been around. Mm. And I think in the fourth quarter, if you have, you know, you got to put yourself in front of and with some great people Mm -hmm. that have Mm -hmm. lived life and done life and that you can get nuggets. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't take everything from everybody, but I tell you what, man, when I'm around people that that love the Lord Mm -hmm. and have a vision and a purpose of life, Mm -hmm. Mm makes me want to be better. Mm-hmm. I, I just, yeah. I'm like, you know what? I could do that. I'm That's not going right. to do it just exactly like they did. But mm-hmm. Wow. You know, yeah. I, my mentor, we played golf the other day, and I just love to be around him because every time I'm around him, I'm like, oh, I just want to be better. <laughs> you know? He just loves yeah. the Lord, and he just, mm-hmm. but he's so good at what he does. I, I wish I could be what he is. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like I'm still in that mm-hmm. process. But mm-hmm. He's just so at peace. He's not doing what he's doing because he has to. Mm-hmm. Right. I really don't have to do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I could do something else or mm-hmm. and everything, and I'm getting close enough that 
one day I'll be able to retire. But <laughs> even the, the day I do retire, I mm-hmm. want to have something, a purpose that I, I'm not going to quit. Right. So purpose is not what you do. It's who you are right. and what mm-hmm. God's called you to do. Mm-hmm. And right. so that, that really drives you in life. It gives you energy for life. It mm-hmm. gives you, you know, and I pray and hope that I'll continue to be a learner mm-hmm. and continue to be a student. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, I read a lot of books. I just think that's part of the learning process mm-hmm. and, and try to put myself around great people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. there's different seasons, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that wherever I have been, I have been all in. Mm-hmm. I don't think about the next opportunity. Yeah. Mm. I just, I, I have done that wherever, every time. I, every time I got a job or a new opportunity, I was not looking. In other words, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. And I'm all in here. Yeah. You know, I'm not yeah. looking for... Right. I had somebody call me the other day. I said, hey, man, I got a job. I love it here. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking to move. I just didn't feel like the Spirit of God is in it because mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm done. I don't think God's going to call you to anything until you're done with what God called you to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And so Good. he just doesn't leave things unfinished. Mm-hmm. I knew when I got a call or a move that and the second time Steve called me, I thought, you know what? I'm going to go over there and listen. Mm. And I knew it was time. Mm. Hmm. So yeah. fourth quarter is fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So good. Drew, I know some of what you talked to us about was the concept of slowing down. And it sounds like a lot of what the Lord's been teaching you these days and maybe the learning that you're doing now has a lot to do with hurry and what that means and maybe the effect that that's had on you. So can you speak to a little bit of that? Yeah, I do think... Yeah, you know, there's the speed of life, and, you know, you can handle and manage. There's a reason God gives children to young people, mm-hmm. you know, and the pace and all that. Health-wise, you know, you can do a little bit more when you're younger. You know, I think that's why it's important to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. But I think as life changes and, and when you start getting in this season, you start to think about the legacy of what you're leaving behind. Mm-hmm. Not only with your ministry, Mm -hmm. but also with your wife Mm -hmm. and with your children. Mm -hmm. And you just, if you're fortunate enough and you can retire, it's it's not that you're tired of the ministry Mm -hmm. at all. I love that. But you're at a different season that you, you want to make different deposits Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and with your time and your family Mm -hmm. and the pace here is, is pretty quick. It's pretty mm-hmm. demanding. Mm-hmm. And the pressure, you mm-hmm. know, the pressure of position of when I say pressure, I mean, there's just a lot of moving parts. Mm-hmm. And I think that creates this hurry that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we can manage that and do that. But there is a season, and I don't think I'm there yet, but I do know there is a season when I get ready to do something different that that season will be less hurried Mm -hmm. because I have a desire even more today to spend more extended time with the Lord and do life in a different way. Mm -hmm. I I don't know how to explain it. I haven't experienced it yet, but it's a more, those last years, whatever God gives you, you you want to make that count. You want to use that so that when you get at the end of the road, your family's important. You really, that's, I think in ministry, too, it's you want to invest in the next generation Mm -hmm. and you want to leave those lessons behind. But, you know, yeah, I mean, it's 
hurry is just the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm saying is you better learn how to handle it mm-hmm. and you better mm-hmm. learn how to plan your life or somebody else will plan it for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we all got the same amount of time. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So it's just about how you want to use it. Yeah. I think in the fourth quarter there is a season when you go, you know, it's not that I, I can't do it, mm-hmm. but I just want to do some different things. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Mm-hmm. As long as you're doing what God, you know, you don't right. work to retire for comfort. That's yeah. that's a little mm-hmm. thing yeah. about retirement. Sometimes people go, you know, I love to play golf. I love to hunt. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That's really not my purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Now, I could stand a couple of months of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd like to see. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know how how low could I get that handicap? <laughs> but uh, I know funny. myself well enough. I mean, even when I start playing, when the grass gets green, and by the time it gets too hot in Memphis, I get a little bored. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to get any better unless mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time. Well, I'm not willing to spend mm-hmm. that much time mm-hmm. on hitting a golf ball. I love mm-hmm. it. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Same way with hunting. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. It's that's not really what fulfills me. That's yeah. not really my purpose. So yeah. I think you'll have a purpose in those years, mm-hmm. and sometimes you got to slow down to figure out what that purpose is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Hmm. As you're talking and speaking about how you were using these years just to really focus in on your family, it made me think a lot about what my dad used to tell me mm-hmm. growing up. He always told me growing up that the greatest ministry that he ever wanted to have was going to be within his own home. And mm-hmm. so it just makes me think about a lot of where yeah. you're at right now. Of Yes, my ministry is here, but my ministry is also at home as well. And I think that that's so beautiful. And even just thinking about kind of what it looks like to consistently be in ministry, I think that sometimes it is so easy to focus in on what it looks like to minister to people that we forget that the heart is really just loving the Lord. And that mm-hmm. is the overflow of that. Mm-hmm. And so with that, how have you really been able to find the balance of resting in the Lord, resting in who he is, learning from him and allowing that to overflow into your ministry. People's expectations will kill you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it'll kill your marriage. Mm-hmm. It'll kill your kids mm-hmm. because people have really high expectations. And so I think it all, it all comes back to you being comfortable with who you are and mm-hmm. having some kind of plan. Your dad had a vision mm-hmm. that he wanted his home to be his greatest achievement, which I, that's a great, you know, it's a, that's not a bad place to start. Mm. That's not the only thing he did, right. but his energy and effort, he had a plan to protect that. He had mm. a plan to nurture that, mm. and he, he fulfilled that. He mm. made deposits in you, and when you get in the fourth quarter, if you've not made those deposits, mm. you're going to find some train wrecks along mm-hmm. the way. Mm. And I think being disciplined to go back to that and to have that vision of what you want, those non-negotiables that we talked about. Mm -hmm. You know, what are you willing to give? And then stand firm in that. And to realize that your identity does not come from other people. Mm -hmm. Your identity is in Christ. That's That's why you have to go back to, I love this book. I meant to mention this Mm -hmm. in our time, but Winning the War in Your Mind. Mm -hmm. I think this is a very easy book by Craig Groeschel Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. can help you develop the patterns of thinking that will protect you from the outside forces, people, Mm -hmm. activity, hurry. Mm -hmm. And you Mm -hmm. have to create some different thought patterns and ways of thinking. And you can do that. You Mm -hmm. can actually do that through scripture. 
through how you think. So learning to think, learning to have a vision, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. writing that down, I think yeah. is so important. Mm-hmm. Does it change? Yeah, I, I think it does. It morphs. Mm-hmm. My values have not really changed, but it's playing out a little differently today. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think the hard work is the thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The strategy of you can have a good idea, but it's it's all about executing that yeah. and mm-hmm. and playing that and sometimes we are so hurried mm-hmm. according to your point Jamie we are so hurried we'd go from one thing to the mm-hmm. next yeah. mm-hmm. and so the discipline of pulling aside and thinking mm-hmm. is unheard of today because mm-hmm. people don't have to think they just google it and mm-hmm. your life man you ought to be really motivated to listen to what god is going to tell you mm. about your life. Mm-hmm. And how does he do that? And he does it through people. Obviously, he does it through the Word of God. Sometimes he does it in a sermon. You know, it's, mm. it's that old experience in God, yeah. mm-hmm. you yep. know, that process, which is a great process to go back and review. And mm-hmm. then you have a crisis of belief. Do right. you really believe that God said, do this? Mm-hmm. In Exodus 3, when Moses, when the angel appeared to him in the burning bush, and when God saw that Moses turned his eye towards the bush, what did he do? He addressed him. He said, Moses, mm-hmm. Moses. It was personal. Mm-hmm. He knew where Moses was at. Mm-hmm. He spoke to him. And then what mm-hmm. did he do? He gave him his marching orders, really. I want you to go do this. And Moses was like, well, who am I? And, <laughs> and how am I going to do that? You know, mm-hmm. He was like, well, I, I can't do that. And he just yeah. says, no, this is your sign. Just know that I am with you. He didn't give him the whole plan, Mm -hmm. but he did tell him, he says, you'll return here to this mountain and Mm -hmm. worship me. Hmm. And it was personal, and Moses realized there's authority in that voice. Mm -hmm. That's right. And that's what motivated him to take the next step. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I tell you, there's a powerful thing when you know that God spoke to you. Yeah. Sometimes it's not easy, that crisis of belief. I've made a couple of big decisions, and sometimes it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. You have mm-hmm. to do it in faith. You don't understand. Yeah. You don't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it even all goes back to, like you said, the deposits that you made early on. I think one of the things that struck me the most that you shared, I didn't get the whole quote, but the concept was the greatest thing we have to offer our people is the fruit of the time that we've spent with the Lord, learning to hear his voice, taking the time that's needed to fall in love with him. I think that's an invaluable lesson to hear that that's still where the Lord has you, still what he's teaching you uh, for sure. We really hope this episode has encouraged you. As we wrap up this conversation, here's some food for thought. What would you share from your view? It may be a view from 19, a view from 25, wherever the Lord has you. Regardless, God has given you wisdom worth sharing to encourage others. Do so, and we'll catch you next time. 